Thanks for tuning in to the North Carolina Blogger Network, North Carolina's premier blogging community. Good morning, bloggers, vloggers, podcasters, and you. Today we're talking about blogging and when and how to rebrand your blog. If you've been blogging for a while and you want to change your direction, change what you're doing, how do you do it? When should you do it? What does this whole rebranding thing mean? In today's episode, we're welcoming Michelle of A Dish of Daily Life. And we're going to be discussing when it's time to rebrand. Is it possible to rebrand and change your name? And how do you change what you're doing but still retain your readers? And what about all those social media networks where you've already established connections? How do you handle that? That's coming up next in this episode of Blogging 411. Hello, interwebs. This is Blogging 411, and today we are talking about rebranding here on Blogging 411. When is it time to rebrand yourself? When is it time to rebrand your blog? When is it time to go in and look at it with fresh eyes? I am Allison Carter. I am here with the North Carolina Blogger Network. We believe in education and collaboration for bloggers to make blogging stronger, and I'm super excited about my guest today, Michelle. And Michelle, why don't you go ahead and tell people kind of who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Michelle Nahum. I blog at A Dish of Daily Life. I've been blogging about three years now, and I recently rebranded. So hence the topic that we're discussing today. I'm no expert by any means. I haven't done everything right. I've done a lot of things wrong. Um, so maybe you'll learn from my mistakes. But uh, I guess that's where we're going today. I love it. And I actually think that learning from mistakes is one of the best ways to learn. And it's always nice when other people share their experiences so we don't have to repeat what they do. And don't let Michelle fool you guys. She is a blogging extraordinaire queen. She is very smart. I actually had the privilege of meeting her at a Sips Girls bloggy boot camp. How long ago was that? Like two two years? Year I think I was a very blogger then. <laughs> Very new. Yes. And, uh, yeah, just kind of hit it off, and I've been following her blog and website, and she is very good at what she does. So I'm excited, and I've been trying to get her on Blogging 411 forever because she has a lot of education to share. So I'm excited to do this. Um, the first thing I want to kind of get into um, is the biggest question of all is how do you know when it's time to rebrand? How do you know that it's time to take a fresh look at your site and maybe consider doing something different and rebranding yourself? It's kind of a, a scary thing to do. For me, I started to feel like I was boxed in. I started out thinking that I was going to write about family-friendly topics. I think a lot of us think that. Youth sports, product reviews, issues that families today face. But I don't have little kids. I have teenagers. And they were really uncomfortable with me talking about them too much on my blog. So I kind of had to dance around certain things. And The most um, controversial topics that I would say I ever got into had to do with youth sports. And I still get hits on those. That's It is a big topic for us. 
as a busy family because I have three teenagers that do a ton of sports and they're very busy with it. But with them, broad general topics were okay, but they didn't want a lot of pictures. They didn't want to be mentioned too much. So I kind of thought, well, I really am enjoying this blogging thing. I do not want to quit. I can't put too much about them on the blog. So I thought about how I could change things up. And one thing that I love to do, if you know me, is that I love to cook. And I really work hard to put things on the table quickly, but they have to be good. I have a whole family full of foodies. My in-laws are fabulous cooks, and my kids are used to really good food. So I kind of had to come up with things that were fast but really good. So I also like DIY, and I like to travel. So I've kind of, I'm kind of hoping to, to make my blog into more of a food and lifestyle blog. And if you look at it right now, it's a food blog. <laughs> but I'm working on it. I'm getting there. It, it's a process for me. So that's so interesting. So you kind of knew it was time to rebrand when your content wasn't really coming easily to you anymore and your content was changing. I actually did on my own personal blog, I went through a, a major rebrand as well because I realized for me, I had all these different pieces of what I love to do on the internet in different spots. And then I thought, well, maybe I can just rebrand my personal blog and bring all those pieces of everything that I love together into one spot and kind of reconsider the what my blog is. And that's kind of um, another reason I think that people can rebrand. You know, when your content isn't fitting, when your content's changing, when your fam like you said, when your family life and demands are changing as well, um, or, you know, you're just trying to, Honestly, I was trying to make my life easier, and that's why I rebranded. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. I actually just added a creative team, which you're going to see coming up, because all the pieces that I wanted to have on, on my blog are now going to start filtering in through my creative team. Things like DIY, more blog tips. I like to write blogging tips, too. I don't get to it enough. And... So now I'm going to be adding that organization, and I, I am adding a couple of people that are going to add recipes as well, but one specializes in drinks. You probably hardly ever see me do a drink recipe on the blog, so it's perfect. And the other one is busy mom recipes like me. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting to add some, some other aspects on my blog that will hopefully free up some time for me to do some of the other things that I wanted to add more myself. Yeah, and that's so interesting, too, because I think one of the things that you're pointing out and really calling to attention is that you still have to blog from your passion. And if your content isn't what your passion is anymore, then maybe it's time to reconsider what your blog is and what your brand is because you have to keep it coming from a sense of passion and what you really love to do and what you really love to share. Very true. So let me ask you this. Does a rebrand have to be a redesign. What exactly do we think that rebrand means for bloggers? Does that mean I have to go out and get a whole new website look? Does it mean I need a new logo? Do I need a new name? You know, kind of what, what, when you think of rebranding yourself, what do you think of? I think it depends on the blog and it depends on what you're changing. In my case, I didn't actually 
do that because my blog is named The Dish of Daily Life. So luckily for me, Dish focuses right in on recipes, so that allows me to, to you know, to bring recipes in very easily. And I think with Daily Life, it still allows me to talk about DIY, travel, um, product reviews, anything else that I want to throw in there, which I need to throw in there more, obviously, than the food. Um, not than the food, but in addition to the food. It shouldn't be all food and then every once, once a month put a travel post in. But I don't think it necessarily has to, to mean that, but I am going to transition away from my cutesy mom logo. Um, I haven't done that yet. I'm kind of still deciding what I want to look like when I grow up, and hopefully I'll get that together soon. But with me, if I wait till it's all done, it's not ever going to be done. So I kind of have to do this in stages for me. And also, I think that designing a new logo is kind of the glamorous part, but it's not necessarily the most important part, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that, um, you know, there are two different ways you can kind of go about rebranding, and it can either be like the all at once, I'm unveiling this brand new life and this brand new look, or it can just kind of be a gradual transition, and I'm very much with you. Like, if it's going to be a huge unveil where everything has to be perfect and all together and ready to go, then I'm probably not ever going to get there, right? Like, it's never going to be perfect, but there's a way to start tweaking your content and start reworking your editorial calendar and kind of starting to change things. And for me, like um, when I did my rebrand, the name of the URL and the name of the website actually had mom in it. And I realized that that was somewhat limiting to me. And again, like I do speak about parenting issues a lot and smart parenting issues, but that didn't mean that I wanted to be known as that name so I kept my URL the same and I just kind of tweaked my header on the design <laughs> and kind of doing a slow gentle easing into um, this is who I this is where things are going sort of thing um, so it doesn't have to be I, I agree with you I don't think it has to be a huge investment in time and I don't think it has to be a Huge big unveil, but how do you how do you retain your your readers? Like, how do you make sure you're not scaring them off or or losing them? I guess. How do you keep your community going when you're changing kind of what you are and what your goals are? One thing you could do, which I did not, um, is ask your readers and tell them what you're thinking about doing, and see what their response is. Of course, I didn't do that, so that's one thing that I probably did wrong. But it is what it is. You know, I definitely lost some followers. I but I tried beforehand to to build a community. I tried very hard to build a community before I made that switch. And I I actually have quite a few really good blog friends that even though they don't visit me every day anymore, they're still present on my blog. They still stop by. Um, and a lot of them were not in the same niche as me anyway. You know, they were fitness bloggers or they were, you know, mom bloggers, lifestyle bloggers. So, you know, they, they're still around, which is nice. They do still comment. And I think the best way to – I think having a community is is the most important thing to begin with because even if you are switching your niche, they're still going to be there for you. 
that the community will still be there. And friends are friends no matter what you're writing about. And I'm still, I still bring my family and friends into my blog, even though I'm doing a lot of recipes. I still tell a little personal story in most, alongside most of my recipes. Um, but I do think it's probably smart to talk to your readers first and tell them what you want to do. Yeah, I like that advice. Um, I didn't do that either. <laughs> but, you know, if you really want to rebrand the right way, you're right. You probably do want to pull the readers and see what they're enjoying and see what means the most to them. I think that one of the things that you said that's really important, though, is it's still you. At the end of the day, your content and what you're writing and what you're preparing and the stories you're telling is still you. And the people who love you for you are probably going to stick around anyway. I do think that if you're completely switching, right, so say I had a wedding blog or like I talked about wedding dresses and wedding style and that's what I talked about and then all of a sudden I decide that I don't want to talk about wedding styles anymore. I want to talk about like the best places to go on vacation with my kids. Like you can't just take that blog, right, and morph it. Like that is a completely different community and a completely different audience and that's probably a new project I would think. But if you're kind of like a generalist anyhow and you're just modifying what you spend more time on, which I think a lot of bloggers are, um, I don't think that it's going too far outside of your realm. Most of us don't um, when we talk on our personal blog site. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. If, if you're going from, you know, talking about everyday um Let's say you, tra you say you have a travel blog, and you're talking about that, and then we're gonna switch over to uh, financial advice. It, it just doesn't make sense to stay with the same blog. You may still retain some of those readers because of what you said. You know, your friends are your friends, but there are there are reasons to make a complete switch. And there's reasons not to make the complete switch. And I think for both you and I, it's very easy not to make the complete switch. Other people, you know, you really have to think about what you're talking about and does it make sense first. And I think most people would come to the exact same conclusion as as we just did. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, like anything in blogging, you really have to be speaking to your community and you have to know kind of what you're talking about and what you're sharing and why you're sharing it. And if you're going through a rebrand and you're consciously going through a rebrand, right? I think one of the biggest mistake bloggers, one of the biggest mistakes bloggers make is they start to change who they are on their blog without even really being aware of it. Um, either because they're just not tracking an editorial calendar or they're just not conscious of how much they're changing. And growth is fine. Change is fine. The topics that we as human beings pursue individually over the years, it changes for everybody. That's life, right? But just, be, I think, being conscious of where you're going and then understanding that your community is going to develop to fit where you are. And if you lose people, that's okay. Right? They just weren't, they're not part of your new community, but there's a whole other pocket of people out there who are. Absolutely. That's, that's very true. I have a lot of, a lot of new friends. And as I said, I've retained some of my old friends, but not all of them. And, you know, it, that's, that's how life is anyway. I mean, if you think about it, our friendships change over time and, 
it's, it's not that big of a deal. It, you know, life, what stage you're at in your life a lot of times dictates who your friends are and, and some people stay and some people don't. You gotta make, make room for the new ones who bring different value added to your life for sure. I think that um, one of the things that we have talked about on the Blogging 401 show in the past is that sometimes we get lost in chasing stats and chasing numbers, <clears throat> and we worry much more about how many likes do I have, and I think that when you're rebranding, you have to kind of put blinders onto that and instead focus on cleaning up your content, making sure that your website reflects what your new brand is, what the new face of yourself is, and starting to engage that community around your new content and your new brand. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you is related to this and to likes and to stats and to numbers is how do you minimize the impact or don't you in your social media handles? So, for example, say that what I ended up having to do was I'm working on actually changing all of my social media handles to match my new brand name. So it's still me, it's still the same, relatively the same content, but remember how I had said that my brand name didn't really work anymore, and so I'm trying to um, change my social media to match where I am in my life and with my blogging and with my writing. What are your recommendations for how that works? Well, I think, first off, it does depend if you have to change your name. Um, and that's one thing when you start a blog, you, you probably want to really think about your name because Mama's Three Cuties is not going to be that easy to switch to a new niche. And, you know, that, as you said, having Mom in the name, it, it definitely makes it easy. And when I was thinking about my blog name to start with, I was thinking about that, even though I didn't really know why I was thinking about it. Um, because, you know, with teenagers, I'm going to be an empty nester not too long down the road. So, you know, at that point, a dish of daily life will still fit. But if I had said, you know, soccer mom of whatever, it might not have it might not have worked so well once they were off in college and, and doing their own thing. So when you're setting up a blog, I think it's best to set up a name that can grow with you, and you should be thinking about that because if you really love what you're doing, that's that's the way you should start. A yeah. Yeah, so I'm one of those people who did not think through my original blog name. It was like 11 o'clock at night, and a site that I had been a contributor to was about to go down, and I wanted to get all my content and move it to the Internet somewhere, so I still had everything that I would written for them. And I picked a terrible name, and you're right. Like, it, it just boxed me in, and now here I am, like, two years later trying <laughs> to change it. So that's great advice, fabulous advice for everybody. Um you know, one of the things that I often think about with a brand is that we so often think about, <clears throat> and one of the things that I've been having to figure out for myself is, can I be my brand? Like, can I be my name? And is that okay to rebrand from X, Y, and Z blog name to 
my name. And that's kind of what I'm doing. And that is a really interesting transition when it comes to rebranding, right? And I think that there's been a trend out there on the internet and with blogs, and I don't know if you've seen it too, Michelle, to have people who are actually just kind of like their URL is their name and that that's their brand and they're still blogging from there. Do you think that there's any value to that or do you think that that's different for people or what are your thoughts? I have seen it and I do think it's a good idea and I actually have thought about taking that and not that I would change my URL but I might also set it up so I own that and that it also directs to the same place. Um, I mean, with, with names, I'm assuming you're talking about social media handles as well, not just not just the blog. I mean, with with Twitter, it's easy enough to change your name on there. You just have to get re-verified if you're verified. Um, and you keep and you keep all your followers, right? When you change your handle, you do. Um, Facebook, it's a little harder. I think if you have less than 200, you can change it. And if you have more than 200, you have to apply for a name change, and I think you can only do it once. Um, so that might be a little harder if, let's say, you started out with one name, and then you switch to another name, and then, let's say, now you want to just use your name, your personal name. I don't think you can do it. I think you'd have to start over for that third one with Facebook. And G+, it's really easy because... You could, I just set up a, a blog page. I've always had it under my personal name, and I just set up a blog page for myself. Uh, Pinterest, I think, is really easy, too. You just edit. And I think Instagram, you just edit, too, but I might be wrong about that. I think I changed my Instagram one, and it is just a really easy edit. I think the thing to keep in mind, though, which then I had to go back and switch, like anywhere that you're linking to your social media handles, that URL has now changed. There's no redirect when it comes to the social media handles. You actually have to go back and change all your URLs. And then the other thing, too, is if somebody has been really used to tagging you on your old social media handle, it's going to take a little while for them to get into the habit of getting your new social media handle um, tag because, again, it's not going to redirect. That old social media handle is just Gone, yeah, that that's not something I, I actually have thought about, how you have to go back and do it. I have my social media handles are set up either as um, Dish of Daily Life or my, my actual name. On Instagram, I'm my actual name. On Facebook, I'm a Dish of Daily Life. On Twitter, I'm Dish of Daily Life. So I'm kind of a little bit all over the place. Um, G+, I have my personal name and I have a dish of daily life, so, but it's, it's working, it seems to be working, I, I don't think I'm going to change anything right now, because people know me like that, and G+, I did that for a reason, because it seems like they're focusing more on the, the blog page versus the personal page, so I felt like I had to do it there, but I have both, people are using both, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's really interesting. I have not done I haven't done a G plus blog page for my personal blog yet, so that's really interesting to, to hear you say that. And I think that um you know when it comes to social media, people are <laughs> people are gonna people are pretty confused when I first changed my handles, right? It was like, Who's this person and why are they showing up on my feed? And I didn't know I was following them. But eventually they kind of come around. <laughs> 
And again, that just kind of gets back to the whole, you're kind of rebuilding and reformulating your community. So just allow people time. Do you think that there's any benefit to doing like a big announcement like, hey, I've rebranded, here I am, or would you just kind of let it go? I do think there's a great benefit to it. Will I actually do it? I don't know. I have I have yet to use my my newsletter to my benefit. Um, I, I haven't done it. I'm collecting names, <laughs> and I haven't really sent out a newsletter yet, which is horrible. And you should definitely not follow my example on that. Um, I think uh, I think it's great when I get those those newsletter blasts saying I've rebranded. I always open them. I'm excited. So maybe I'll get my act together and I will actually do it once I have a new logo. I don't think there's any point for me in doing it. I've been food blogging for a year now. So everybody that used to follow me that still does knows that I have changed my niche. So I think maybe when I when I have a new logo, it might be time to say to do an, a big email blast and say, this is it. Look, I've officially changed but I like that too because you can kind of ask your community then to get involved to kind of set and I I haven't done that either um, but I like the idea of sending out an email blast and saying like hey I've changed this is what I'm talking about now I want to know what you want to hear about in this topic and give them an opportunity to kind of get involved in, and feel again re-energized as part of your community too so I like that idea that's a good idea I'm gonna make a note of that so I do that for myself too Maybe six months before I do it. <laughs> hey, but it's on my to-do list now, so I'm golden. Uh, we talked about to-do lists in our time management blogging 411 episode, so people should go watch that because I'm all about the to-do lists. Um, and I guess one of the biggest takeaways from all of this is for bloggers to understand that a rebrand does not have to be a big redesign. And you can also redesign without rebranding. I think that so many times we... If we lock those two things together in our minds, and I think that we can kind of separate those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, um, you know, people get hung up on the fact that, like, um, well, you know, if I'm going to go into this blog, you know, I want my website to look like this, and then they kind of get stuck. And then they also think that you can tweak your website and make your blog look different without it being a full rebrand and I like that too and one of the other things that I wanted to add that just kind of popped into my head as we were talking about social media accounts and rebranding as you are rebranding your social media accounts assuming that you're not creating new accounts again if you're going as we talked about earlier from one niche niche to another niche, um, then you probably want to, you know, create new accounts and start to build and grow. But if you're kind of staying with where you are and you're staying on your social media account and profiles, make sure you change your about you to reflect what your new brand is. So, for example, on your Facebook page with a little about, in your settings, on your Twitter, your profile settings, make sure you're changing those to reflect what your new brand is. A lot of times those kind of lag behind because we forget about them, but I think that they're an important element when you're rebranding to kind of let people know what you're talking about right now. That's an awesome point, and I think I have done it, but I may not have done it on all of them, so now I'm going to go back and take a look and see what I have and haven't done. The other thing that I just thought about when you mentioned that is when you do decide to rebrand and, and do go into a new niche, 
um, you're going to want to build a community there too. So it's not super easy to just break into a new niche and expect, if you're food blogging, expect other food bloggers to somehow find you and, and come comment on your posts. So you may want to start out slowly by dabbling. Um, what I did in my case is I started commenting on, on other food bloggers. I added a few recipes. I got involved with a food blog link party. I mean, some people ignored me and other people visited me. And But, I mean, that's that's how blogging is anyway. I mean, I shouldn't say ignored me, but, you know, didn't visit me back even if I visited them a ton of times. You know, everybody has their own life and you don't always get where everybody else is, but that's how you make friends. So it was a slow process, but, and, and honestly, it, it actually was one that I thought I might never break into, but now I feel like I can, I feel like I'm good there. I'm, I'm not like a huge success or anything, but I have food bloggers that do comment on my, on my, um, on my blog and on my recipes. I have people that try my recipes, which is always nice. And I got my footing, I feel like. And I joined food groups on Facebook once I had that content on my blog. So you're going to want to, you know, make it a process, maybe make that to-do list and say, this is what I'm going to do first. This is what I'm going to do second. This is what I'm going to do third. Transition in. And then once I started to meet, make... Um, I'm sorry, once I started to meet other foodies, I took the plunge and started my own link party. And that was a very slow process as well. But now we get around 400 links. Sits put us on their blog as, as a blog, a food party that, you know, gets, what's the word for it, um, where your content gets shared a lot. So, you know, we, we've started to get our footing with that as well. So it, it's just been a whole process for me to, to break into that. And and that's, I think, what you need to do with any niche is start slowly, dabble, start visiting, build your community. Yeah, I think that that is phenomenal advice. And I know we're, we're coming up on our 30 minutes, and one of the last things that I think is important for us to point out is that if you are going to rebrand, make sure you're committed to what your new brand is going to be and what your new content is going to be. You cannot, rebranding yourself is not the end of the world. It's not the end of your blog. It's not the end of your community and your followers. However, if you're continually rebranding yourself every five or six months, people are going to wonder who you are and what you're talking about. So I would say that at the end of the day, make sure you know and you're committed to where you want to go and you've thought it through so that once you rebrand, you can do that for a good time and stay committed to that before changing your mind again. Definitely. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening, watching. Thank you so much to Michelle for giving us her feedback. She is, like I said, such a smart blogger, and I'm always interested in her blogging tips, and they will be on her site, Dish of Daily Life, as well, and I'm excited to hear that there's more coming up. We are going to be talking about repurposing content in our next Blogging 411 episode about how to use old content, 
in the best, smartest way. You have it out there. Why not use it? If you have any questions about today's episode and about the topics that we've covered, feel free to leave us a comment, shout out something on Twitter. We respond. We are listening, and we love talking to you. Thank you so much, everyone. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the North Carolina Blogger Network. We're so glad to have you with us. We've got callers on the line. Let's take some call-ins. What's up, NC bloggers? It's Doc O. Thanks for hitting the start button and uh, hanging out with us, hanging out with us on the corner. I really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. NC Blogger Network, just a quick call in to say thank you for all the clappies. <laughs> that was very kind of you. I don't think I've ever had that many clappies in one, in one session. Um, <laughs> That was very cool. Yeah, I'm working on a pretty awesome project, and the support from the community has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been so much fun gathering information. So today is the work day, though. Today, <laughs> today I have to actually sit down and grind out. Well, it's not grinding, actually, because I love it. So, But I do have to sit down and compile all of the information that's come my way, take it, put it into something that makes some kind of logical sense called an article and then submit it to the folks over at feelingsuccess.com. Actually, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you. Hey, NC Blogger Network. Thanks for coming to my channel, my station, and listening to all the stuff that I'm rambling about. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you stopping by, so thanks. And I wanted to say that I'm now listening to your station, and I love the topic of how and when to rebrand your blog. It's a good subject, a good topic, and it's always good to think about when do you need to pivot when do you need to do something new and fresh to keep people interested so thank you hey friends thank you so much for calling in we appreciate your call-ins we appreciate your comments keep them coming we love them